Welcome back to another episode of Your Middle Sis. My name is Kaylee, for those of you who don't know, and I'm very happy you decided to join me in another episode today on this podcast. I'm very pumped for today's episode. We're actually going to be chatting all about the five things that I've learned in this past year. I feel like this year was, yes, a roller coaster of different crazy things that have went on for all of us, but I feel like when we actually take the time to sit down and really reflect on this past year, we actually can come to the realization that there were so many lessons being learned and being taught to us, and I feel like there was so much growth that came out of it. And, you know, if you haven't really taken the time to kind of sit back and reflect and and view the things that you have gone through and what you learned out of them, I highly suggest doing that. Maybe take a little bit of a time to sit back and kind of journal and really just, that's actually something I love doing and I don't do it enough. Journaling is something that's very, very therapeutic for me and something I need to be doing far more often than I do. But if you need to take 10, 15, 20 minutes to kind of journal and reflect on what's happened in this past year, how you feel about it, what you what you learned out of it, the growth that came from it. I really think it's really important to, especially as we're going into the next year, well, actually, Happy New Year, everyone. It's 2021. That's crazy. I mean, when we're submerged in this new year, it's really awesome to kind of look back and just realize all the things that you've gone through and that you've learned from it because if we're not growing, we're really just staying the same and it's definitely important for me personally to kind of always reevaluate myself, where I'm going, what I've learned the past few months and if I, you know, I always want to be bettering myself in every way possible, not to be obsessive about it, but I just want to keep being more like Jesus, a better human being overall, and I feel like that's something that probably all of us can relate to each other on. I feel like we all want to be better each and every day, and you know what? That's what this podcast is all about. I'm hoping to inspire you guys to live a more fulfilling life, to be more, to just be more kind and positive and to follow your dreams, and if that's what I'm doing, if I'm inspiring you, then I feel like I'm doing my job, especially on this podcast, so... I'm going to kind of talk about maybe a little recap of my week, but as I'm saying this out loud, I realize I'm actually recording this podcast on a Tuesday and there hasn't been much of a week going on quite yet considering I usually record this around probably Friday evening, maybe Saturday if I'm having a struggle bus moment with trying to get everything done in the week. So not much has happened this week, but I guess I can kind of talk about why I'm able to record this on a Tuesday and it's actually because I decided to basically leave school. I have been doing my associates in marketing for the past year and a half, probably close to two years at this point honestly, and I have decided that it is in my best judgment to kind of leave school, not kind of, I definitely left school. Technically I'm on a pause but I told them I don't see myself going back ever really, but if I decide to one day, you know, that's cool too. But as I am going to become a wife soon, as I'm really focusing on lessening our debt and just kind of reevaluating my priorities in this stage of life that I'm in, I've realized that school for me right now is really not something that is of a concern for me or a priority. I really started going to school because frankly, 2019 was a really weird year for me. A lot of 
things in my life kind of changed mainly because I quit my job as a server randomly. And I know I've talked about that before, but I really wasn't expecting to quit and I had nothing to fall back on. Thankfully, I live with my parents and I did at that time too. And I really didn't have something like rent to be concerned about. So I guess it was something that I could do. But, I mean, I'm still an adult. I still have financial responsibility. I still have a car payment and insurance and groceries to buy and gas to pay for. And throwing myself into kind of an unemployment at the beginning of 2019 was really weird for me. But I feel like marketing, what going to school for marketing was something I never thought I would ever do. I never, ever, ever in a million years wanted to go to college. It was something that was not of interest to me. I'm a very creative person and, you know, just because you're a creative person doesn't mean you shouldn't go to school, but it was never on my radar. It was never something I wanted to do until I quit my job and I was like, oh crap, what am I doing with my life basically? It was this like kind of milestone that I just really didn't feel like, not a milestone, it was just a time in my life where I really didn't know what the heck I was doing and school was there for me when I just didn't feel like I was doing anything with my life and I wanted to feel like I was working towards something and I'm very, very thankful that I decided to give school a try and, you know, I'm proud of myself for doing it the past two years. I was in in full-time school. I was taking one class at a time, so I feel like it was going very slow, but, you know, I just don't feel like it's necessary for me and I don't have to explain myself, but I feel like maybe if there's someone out there listening to this who... Maybe their parents, you know, I hope that younger girls listen to this podcast because that's really who I feel like I want to, I want to talk to women of all ages on this podcast, but I honestly really want to reach a younger audience, maybe of like high school girls, because I feel like so often, for many reasons, that's what I want to dedicate these podcasts to, but for this certain situation that I'm talking about, maybe you listening to this, maybe you're in high school, maybe you are new out of high school, or maybe you're like me and you're at a milestone in your life where you just don't know what to do with your life and you're thinking about going to school. I think school is amazing. I have lots of friends who finished school. I have a best friend who just finished her master's degree and she's killing it. I feel like there's a different path for every single person and there's no one size fits all with life. And I honestly just think it's really important to kind of go through your priorities and see if school is even something that you find a top priority. If it is, I think that's amazing. I think that's awesome and school has so much value in it. But if it's not the path for you, I think it can, one, do a lot of damage in a lot of different ways. Mainly in my position, I pay school myself and I do student loans and I know you know, there's a huge, huge, huge amount of people that take out student loans and then they graduate and maybe they have a hard time getting a job or frankly, maybe they get a great job right away. But there's so many people that are stuck with so many student loans and I don't want to be that person. So I'm recognizing it now. I'm stopping it. And now I honestly understand why Adam stopped school. I was kind of not really disappointed when he decided to stop school, but I didn't really understand why if he was a few years in at this point a couple years ago and he just decided it wasn't for him and I was like okay that's fine if you feel that way but I just really didn't get it why wouldn't you finish and now I'm realizing no duh it's because he was in the same position I'm in now he didn't want to be in debt he felt like it really was wasting his time and it wasn't really fulfilling for him and that's exactly where I am now 
I think we both don't regret going. I think it taught us a lot of things. It didn't really teach me marketing, but it taught me a lot of life lessons that I'm thankful for. And that's basically my long story about why I'm able to film on a Tuesday because your girl has no homework. With that being said, we're actually going to kick it into high gear and go straight into the five things that I've learned this past year. I actually kind of stole an idea from the Good Life podcast. If you don't listen to them, definitely go ahead and check out Stevie and Cezanne. I love them. I think they're great. I think it's a wholesome, it's just a wholesome podcast with wholesome content. And, you know, I really love listening to it. And I kind of stole this idea from them, but I feel like I changed it up just a little bit. I basically just put these five things I've learned into five different categories. We're just going to go into the thing I've learned with business this year, in relationships, in my personal life, in my spiritual life, and in my health life. I feel like this was a really unique idea that they did. I just finished listening to it last night and kind of thought it was a really good idea to jump into. So my number one thing I've learned this past year in the business category is everyone's career path looks completely different and that's something we should celebrate. There is absolutely no one size fits all with our business journeys. There's no one size fits all with anything in life and no diet, no lifestyle change, no school path, career path, no clothing. There's no one size fits all with anything. I don't care what anybody says. And in this certain situation in the business career path journey of mine, I've realized that no one, no one's path is is the same. And especially with myself wanting to be 100% self-employed one day, and I'm well on my way, I am confident that it's going to happen. I just can get caught up in comparing myself and my journey with my career and, you know, I can get caught up with comparing it with people on YouTube and people on Instagram and people in my life who are just really successful and maybe they're younger than me, maybe they're a few years older. I just feel like, especially with the social media area, area, with the social media era, it's so, so easy to compare ourselves. And I know I'm not alone in that. I feel like with so many different areas, maybe it's body image, maybe it's, you know, your skin, maybe it's, you know, maybe it's money. Maybe you're comparing whatever you're seeing online with the people that you're following on Instagram or following on YouTube. It's so easy to do. There's people that are so much younger than us who are millionaires. And, you know, I just feel like it's so good to remind yourself that no one is on the same path of life. There's no one size fits all with this life journey that we're all on. And it's okay that you're not where someone else is because our lives are completely different. There's not supposed to be No one's supposed to be living the same life as someone next to them. Every single person has their own set of values, has their own set of passions, own set of life goals and priorities, and I don't think it's anyone's business to do themselves any favors by comparing themselves to the person next to them, the person in front of them, behind them, or the person that they're following on Instagram or YouTube. I feel like Social media is a beautiful thing, but it can also be very toxic. So I feel like teaching yourself to be less critical of yourself, but also to compare less to the people in front of you and actually learn to celebrate them and celebrate our differences. And I just honestly feel like that's something I've learned, maybe not this past year, but in 2019, I really struggled with 
I really struggled with comparison with life and I learned to instead of look at someone on Instagram and kind of not judging them but really just being jealous of them I instantly would always comment and be like wow you're so beautiful wow I'm so proud of you for achieving this blah 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 goal I really found myself looking at people and just being flat out jealous and I wanted to teach myself to not be jealous and just celebrate them because why can't they be successful? We're not on the same path, we're not on the same life journey and I shouldn't be taking away from someone else's successes just because I feel like that's where I should be. No one is living the same life. Everyone's path looks completely different and that's totally okay and it should be celebrated. We should all be okay. No, it's easier said than done. I was going to say we all should be fine with where we're at in life. It's difficult. It's really difficult to look around and see these people who are very successful and you feel like it comes easy, easy to them. And maybe it did come easy to some of them, but I know that there's a lot of things that we don't see that happen behind the scenes, just like people can look at our personal Instagrams and think that we may be living this perfect, easy-going life, but little do they know we're struggling with X, Y, and Z. It's the same thing, and I feel like it really should be taught to us that everyone's life looks completely different, and it's okay if we're on step two out of ten and they're on step nine in life. I feel like maybe that didn't make sense, but Adam has always told me that life is not one straight line. It goes from here to there to up and down to left to right to back to forward. It's not this easy one straight path. We're not here to be like, okay, I'm starting here and I'm going to, I want to get to this point and then I'll be good. It's no, it's just like this constant zigzag of a line. It's left, it's right, it's back, it's forward. We take five steps forward and a thousand steps back sometimes, but that's okay because it's life. And I feel like that was a major lesson that I've learned this year to be okay with where I'm at and to celebrate where I'm at, to be content with where I'm at in life and really just look forward to what's to come. So the second thing that I've learned this past year in my relationship with Adam is I've actually learned that it's important my relationship with Adam is truly a 50-50 partnership. There are a lot of people who do partnerships very differently. Some may have a leader, some may just find themselves quote-unquote submissive to certain things and when I feel like that is really good in certain areas I truly at the end of the day feel like my relationship with Adam is a 50-50 partnership and I have to remind myself of that in the sense that I am very controlling and everyone knows this I'm a perfectionist I have OCD I have anxiety I'm not defined by those things. It's just kind of a little part of who I am and my personality. I'm working every single day to try to be free of those those things or be a little bit freer from those things. And I've come a long way from them, especially in my relationship with Adam. I feel like I have definitely learned this year that it's important that I hear Adam's opinions and perspective, especially when we're dealing with a conflict or just a really deep conversation or situation that we're entering in and I'm recognizing this isn't something that was news to me but I feel like recognizing that his opinions are valid and to not push my own over his as superior because ultimately we are literally a 50-50 partnership. It's really easy again for me to be kind of overbearing especially when I have a very intense view of something and I really just feel like my way is right, his way is wrong. I would never say it but when we're in a 
conflict where maybe he thinks one thing, I feel like it's the other way. He is, he's an Enneagram too. He's the sweetest person in the world. And ultimately, he's the server. He serves people. That's just his thing. That's his personality type. Where I'm an Enneagram one, I'm a perfectionist. I like things how I like them. That's just who I am. And I feel like we kind of really help each other out in the sense that since we are very opposites, we all, we both have to come meet in the middle. And some things are a little bit harder to deal with, but ultimately, I feel like we've really truly are learning, especially on my part, for me to kind of take a step back, maybe get everything out that I feel like I need to say, and then kind of reevaluate the words that have come out of my mouth, and to take a step back and to really ask him, Adam, what's your opinion? What is this thing that you feel like is important? How can we meet in the middle on this? And then can kind of work through it that way. I, in the past, was very, very, very controlling with my opinions and just certain things. I don't really have examples at the top of my head right now, but I was very controlling and he made that very clear to me at a certain point in our relationship and it really hurt my feelings that he even brought it up to me, but I'm so happy. That sounds silly, but it's true. I was kind of offended by him even bringing this thing up to me that I feel like I needed to work on or he felt like I needed to work on. And if he didn't open up to me, I don't know if I would have realized it myself after that. And from that point on, that must have been like a year into our relationship, maybe six months, eight months, that kind of thing. Until he pointed it out to me, I realized, oh my gosh, I actually am so controlling. And it's one thing to kind of learn how to not be controlling with certain aspects of your own life. But when you're in a a relationship with someone, your significant other, it's so important to kind of realize how controlling you might be and to work on it because I knew I definitely needed to start working on it after he pointed it out to me and I'm constantly working on it now. I've gotten a lot better, but still I can, especially with my anxiety, I feel like my fear kind of leads things sometimes in the sense that I'll, I'll bring up a little example um, because it might make more sense than just me kind of beating around the bush. Adam and I had this difficult conversation a few, this might have been a week ago or so. He is a rapper. He's a musician and a songwriter. He's a very, very talented musician, and it's something that I am such a cheerleader for him about. I will constantly, consistently be backing him up with his passions, especially in music. I feel like that's something that is a calling in his life. He's so talented, and I will always be there for him in in anything in life, but specifically music in this sense. And he, I don't even know if I'm allowed to be saying this in the sense that I don't, I don't know if it's like a full-on thing yet, but he really wants to go a few states away and film this music video that he was offered. And I personally felt like it wasn't a good time. We're paying for a wedding and that's our priority. And I felt like it was irresponsible to kind of go now. And I put my two cents in. And frankly, I've realized as I was speaking to him, it took me like 10, 15 minutes to kind of get through what I had to say to him, get my opinions out to him. And then I kind of realized that the reason why I was saying those things is because I had a lot of anxiety of him going by himself and not being with him. And I have a fear of traveling. That's like a thing that I just have newly discovered about myself. 
I just, I'm very fearful of a lot of things. I feel like I can think of the worst case scenario for everything. And frankly, I feel like I didn't love that I couldn't go with him. He wanted me to go with him, but I just felt like with our responsibility right now, if I would have gone with him or if I go with him, it hasn't happened yet. I just feel like I am so crazy and high maintenance when it comes to traveling. Like, it's just going to turn into a vacation at that point. I'm not someone that can just go somewhere, crash on someone's couch, couch, eat like ramen noodles and just like come back. Like, I'm not that kind of girl. If we're going, we're going to like spend a lot of money, go out to eat and I don't want to sleep on someone's couch. So I just feel like at this point in our life, that's something that shouldn't be prioritized. That's what I ultimately thought and why I got that point across to him until I kind of got everything out. I realized, oh my gosh, I'm not even asking him why he wants to go, why it's important for him to go, and how we can meet in the middle on this and compromise because in those situations, as a couple, when you're all the way over here on one side and he's all the way over here with another opinion, that's what you got to do. You got to meet in the middle. And I feel like I got all of that out, my opinions. I asked him why it was so important to him. We had that whole conversation and he looked at me and he said, wow, I feel like you're getting really good at just, I don't, I can't remember the exact words, but he basically was saying he's really proud of me for kind of learning to get everything out that I feel like I need to say, but ultimately taking a step back and kind of reevaluating what I'm saying and recognizing that it's equally as important for him to say all he needs to say and for us to meet in the middle because there was a lot, a long time where I wasn't very good at that. It was just kind of my way or the highway without wanting to admit that that's how I was thinking. And I really hope what I'm saying makes sense because I feel like maybe that can be relatable in some of your guys' situations. Maybe you're like us and your personality types are completely opposite, but they honestly at the end of the day work out because you are forced to meet in the middle. He really makes me a more chill person in the sense that I'm very controlling and high maintenance. Um, And I feel like I am good for him in the sense that I like order and what's the word? I like structure and order and I like planning things. And when things are sprung up on me, I don't do a very good job at handling it. And I recognized it in that situation. I brought it back and I said, okay, I realize I'm doing this. How can we figure this out? And you know what? He looked at me and he said he was proud of me after he had told me that I really recognized how important it is for me to be really open with my feelings, but also to not neglect his opinions and his feelings and just to kind of meet in the middle because Adam's awesome. I think he is the perfect balance to my craziness and I just think he helps me be a better person in general, not to be a little bleh. It's true and I'm very thankful. So Adam, if you're listening to this, I love you. Going into the fourth thing that I've learned this past year, I'm first and foremost going to say I just recorded this whole five-minute clip of me talking and I felt like it was really good and my computer crashed and I just lost that like five or six minutes. So basically what we've been chatting about was I have learned that I feel so far from God when I'm too busy, when I'm on my phone way too much, when my schedule is way too hectic and I haven't had a chance to slow down in a few days or a few weeks for that matter, I have frankly learned that I just feel so distant from him when I'm just too distracted, frankly. And I know that in a past few episodes ago, I had mentioned that I deleted TikTok. And I keep bringing this up because I frankly just felt like I was 
totally wasting away my time. And I know that everyone feels that way when they're kind of sitting there scrolling endlessly on all of the funny hysterical videos. But I frankly just felt really gross with myself on how much I was like just sitting there scrolling and looking at these mind-numbing things. Not that they're not that it can't be a good thing because I know there's a lot of encouraging things and it's making people laugh and I do think it can have a very positive impact. But for me personally, I genuinely felt that it was a bad thing to be sitting there scrolling and numbing my time. That's just something that was in my core. I just felt like God was telling me to get rid of it. And as soon as I deleted it, I kid you not, I felt so much better. I felt so much freer, and I know that sounds kind of silly, but I realized that moment that, one, I knew I spent too much time on my phone in the evening mostly. I don't really have time throughout the day, but in the evening time, I would just spend hours and hours and hours on my phone, and as soon as I did that, it kind of did like a trickle effect where I recognized how much I do pick up my phone, and I realized how much I need to be spending time doing other things that don't involve technology. So your girl started reading a book. I've been listening to podcasts that are very encouraging. Yes, that's technology, but I feel like it's different. I just am realizing how much I just feel so distant from God when my schedule is too crazy, when I'm listening to all of the noise and just being distracted. And when we are constantly listening to loud music or filling our time with hanging out with a lot of friends and working so much and then you're coming home and you're having your headphones in, listening to podcasts, or scrolling on your phone or watching TV, when we're constantly distracted like that so often, how are we supposed to hear God? How are we supposed to find the moment in the stillness? That is something that I've learned this year that's really, really important and something that frankly has just been very on my heart and frankly has made me feel very guilty at times for just consuming way too much, just kind of distracting myself in life with all the music, all the noise, all the people, all the all the hectic schedules and you know, I that's just something that I've learned this year to really cherish the quiet moments because again, I'm in a season of life where I don't have kids, I don't have a dog, I don't have a husband yet, and I have nine months to kind of enjoy my peace and quiet. Frankly, I live with four dogs that aren't mine and my two parents and my sister. So the house is kind of crazy. But in the sense that I don't have any personal responsibilities, there's nothing stopping me from closing my door, from spending a little bit of quiet time in the Word of God and just soaking all of that up. Because I know there's going to be a time in my life where the dogs are mine, I do have the kids, and I do have a husband, and there are more responsibilities. So, yeah, that's basically something that I've learned this year that I just feel like is so important and can be very beneficial to maybe you listening to this right now. Going into my last thing that I've learned this year in the health category, I learned that I should never, ever, ever ignore signs of distress in my body, even if that seems very small. I cannot wait to do a podcast this year where I'm talking about my health issues. Things have gotten a lot better, but this year has been a roller coaster for obviously very many reasons, but specifically in my health. And your girl has had some issues this year, and I was actually looking back on photos and videos of earlier this year and realizing I knew how horrible this year was in a lot of different ways for my health and just how scary it was for certain issues I was dealing with, but I kind of forgot how intense they were 
and how many scary things I was dealing with because I'm feeling so great right now. And I kind of was just taking a, a moment to look back on those memories that I saved and like documented in my phone. And I just am realizing how far I've come with my health and I just can't wait to share my journey with it with you guys one day when I feel like I can get all my ducks in a row and kind of speak on it in in a way where I'm not really complaining, but I'm hopefully just being one, a storyteller and two, maybe inspiring you in your or in a hopeful way with your health journey as well. If that's something that you guys are dealing with this personally, however, I just have learned that you should never ignore symptoms in your body, signs of stress and just discomfort. There are things that just should never be ignored. If you have dental insurance and your tooth is aching, girl, go get your tooth fixed. Don't let it sit there in your mouth just aching away. Don't let it lead to that root canal that you need. I'm talking to myself. A few months ago, my tooth was hurting so bad as it was for like six months and guess what? I needed a root canal and I had to pay for that very expensive root canal. There's just things that shouldn't be ignored. If you have neck pain, go see a chiropractor. Go get an x-ray. Go get a massage. There are so many things that you could do to be taken care of with your body and the symptoms that it's telling you when in the signs of distress that it's just trying to get across to you. And there are very cost-efficient ways to go about taking care of those signs of distress in your body. There is a thing called Groupon. If you feel like you're just really stressed out, you need a a moment to yourself, your neck's in pain, all that wonderful stuff that we deal with, go on Groupon and find yourself a really amazing masseuse and go get a luxury massage at a wonderful price point. There's just so many things that we can do to take care of our bodies. And I feel so often we as human beings who live in a crazy go, go, go world neglect our own well-being. And I've learned just don't neglect yourself and let things stack up. I am 24 years old and I've had so many crazy things happen to me this year. I've just learned the past few years that I was anemic. This year, learned that my B12 was utterly so crazily low. I learned that I have reactivated Epstein-Barr syndrome. I had all these really crazy episodes. I went to the ER. The tooth thing where my root canal was just too... I mean, come on, girl. Go get your teeth cleaned. If If you're listening to this podcast, go get your teeth cleaned, okay? Basically, my ranting is just to say never ignore the signs of distress in your body. Take care of yourself. Take care of your mental health, your physical well-being. Don't let these symptoms stack up in your body and neglect the messages that it's trying to send to you. I just can't wait to share all the things that I've gone through this year, not in a way to complain or to vent, but really just give you guys hope if there's anyone out there struggling with just their health in general and they're having a hard time seeing at the light at the end of the tunnel. I'm thankful that the things that were going on in my body, the really scary, terrifying things that were happening with these episodes, I'm very thankful that they didn't last for more than a few months. There are people like my mom who have just felt really horrible their health-wise for a very long time, and there are many people like that where their health is just not a great thing, and they just feel horrible, and they don't have, they just have a hard time 
feeling hopeful and aren't really getting the answers that they need. And and I'm here to say, yes, that's very true. It's very hard to get diagnosed with the things that are going on in your body, but never neglect yourself. If you feel that something is wrong in your body, no matter how small you may think it is, definitely go get it checked out. If it's a toothache, go get a teeth cleaning. If your neck hurts, make a chiropractor appointment. Go take a little massage break for yourself. Do that Groupon surge. You know, there's just so many different things that our body tells us every single day. And just don't neglect it. I'm here to say, do not neglect the symptoms your body is telling you about. The messages that it's trying to relay to you that you just should not be ignoring. There are so many different things that we have all learned this past year, and if you haven't taken that time to sit back and reflect on what 2020 has brought to you and the lessons that have just been given to you and presented in as much chaos as they may have brought us, I hope that you guys can figure out what there is to learn from this year and just to kind of roll into this new 2021 year. How crazy is it to say that? 2021 year and just make this the best year yet. There are so many circumstances that we cannot control in life and I think it's funny when humans try to dictate and control so much of our life because we've learned this year there's not much you can control and I feel like as a Christian that's a good lesson to learn that God is in control. He is the end all be all and it's very it's just very comforting knowing that we don't have to take that responsibility and control every aspect of our life. I love as a Christian and a, as a Jesus follower that I do not have to be as controlling as I want to be with certain things. I, I just find it so comforting to kind of know that Jesus wants us to sit back, give him the reins and kind of just be like, okay, everything is given to you. Like, Jesus take the wheel literally like let's just let's just get through life and it's just comforting knowing that I don't have to do it alone you don't have to do it alone we don't have to control our life and try to be our own savior it's amazing that we have literally been given a savior and it's amazing so anyways I'm going to get out of here and let you get on with your Sunday or your Monday whenever you're listening to this I hope you have an amazing incredible week an incredible weekend an incredible day at work whatever you're doing today I am so thankful for you I'm so excited for this new year again happy new year I will see you next Sunday in a new episode of your middle sis take care love you guys and I'll see you next week bye yeah you got me going yeah, you got me going. Ooh la la. Yeah, you got me going. Ooh la la. Yeah, you got me going.